Hello, and welcome to Tarty to the Party, a pop culture-ish podcast where we go back and fill our pop culture holes with various pieces of media that we may have missed. Even though we do a lot of movies, we'll do other stuff eventually. How the hell did you miss Tron? Tron's terrible. Because it's bad? <laughs> it is bad. It it's is re- bad. It's really bad. Even people I know who like Tron... No, it's bad, and they're like, I love Trump, but it's like, it's like, it's, it's like dating a girl you know you shouldn't be dating, but you just do it anyway, just because it's like a girl, you just like can't get away from it, it's just like, but then, yeah. Uh, this week we're talking about Tron, which I had never seen before, because it looked terrible. And you'd never seen the sequel either. No, I would have Which seen... there most people who saw the sequel had never seen the original either, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't care. I was, I have no, the closest I've been to Tron oh, is Oh, we're plain... talking about Tron Tron. Oh, I thought we were talking about Tran, the movie about... The Vietnamese guy? Tran? Mm-hmm. Tran yeah. Young? Yeah. Oh. No. no not we're this time. About Tron. Yeah, we're talking about Tron. Oh, okay. You're gonna have to fix your notes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good documentary though, Tran. It's on it's on you yeah. know, it just has a picture of a guy named Tran. Uh what? <laughs> the only knowledge I really I mean I knew some stuff but like hello programs and Yeah. Had you seen like many the design? Clips? Yeah, I've I've seen lots of like yeah. clips and stuff and I this is gonna sound stupid, but I played the levels in Kingdom Hearts that were based off of Tron, which I don't know why the people who made Kingdom Hearts have such a boner for Tron. Uh, they were I don't kids know why people have out, such a so. boner for Tron. Wait, when were you born? Were you even alive when this movie came out? Nineteen eighty-two. Okay, so you're yeah, okay. Yeah, we're technically alive when it came out, at least. So. Technically, two-year—if you can call a two-year-old alive. <laughs> well, I've murdered enough children in my life. I've tried to get off on that defense where technically it's a living being, but really, can you consider a two-year-old? Yeah. Is that really person? So I, I just watched this movie last night, and I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> so can you can you whistle me some music? Uh, no, I can't because the music in this movie is garbage. <laughs> it is sub Casio keyboard garbage. I feel bad too because a lot of people love the music in this thing, and it really is just somebody twiddling around on a fucking keyboard. <laughs> uh, That's kind of the whole thing about this movie. It's made by it, incompetent uh, people. It like opens with it opens inside the computer. I don't right? want to say Wendy Carlos is completely incompetent, but Wendy, what? It opens in like with a yeah. You get a little bit of like uh, yeah, like the computer is playing games or whatever. Yeah, because well, the computer and stuff like, through this movie is so important. They I think they just wanted to show computer stuff as as soon as people their which, asses touch, which caused my, as soon as their butts pancake on the seats. That we got to show them at least a clip of this CGI like, shit. Uh, my first note was the visuals do not hold up. What are you talking about? All. Just because everything looks like a trapper keeper. And, like, people are missing chunks of their heads and stuff. <laughs> Wait, oh, with the helmets? No, yeah, well, like, you know how if, like, you're wearing... I picture the real world people like, at the beginning. Like, when people stand in front of a green screen and it kind oh, of yeah, burns yeah. into their flesh, that's yeah. what was happening Chroma with people. mistakes, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck Trump. <laughs> So it's then, almost like it's almost like an aggressive wish. Oh, that's what it is. It like goes into like the it, you're going into the arcade in the eighties. It's like goes into an arcade and it shows somebody playing the light cycle game. Yeah, and it just shows you how look, it doesn't look like an actual arcade game. At this all. is them really like showing you the central uh, conceit of the movie. Yeah, it shows someone playing the light cycle yeah. game, and you see. Then it zooms into the the, the screen, and the computer and wins, and you see the yeah, the, you see the that the time. that the characters you're controlling are actually like people, like programs yeah. inside the game. Yeah, yeah, getting killed and fucked up. <laughs> um, we get a sh- like the co- cops, quote unquote cops, escorting somebody or security whatever you call them and they got fucking pillows and shit on them oh you mean within the game 
like the in the Tron the Guardian, the, yeah, yeah, the Guardian, the computer guards in the game, yeah. yeah. They, uh, one of my oh, notes they, is, their costumes are awful. That's why you got so they got the. It looks like somebody was like, "Mom, <laughs> can you make some costumes for my movie?" They got the uh, French uh, comic artist uh, Mobius to design this stuff, and he's known for like designing very whimsical costumes. Costumes, but they have no practical value. They're not like made for practical stuff, well, and so that's how you end up with guards that are like. Essentially, just wearing pillows all over their bodies with had, marker shit. Even if they had picked something like a different fabric besides cotton, know, it's like a it's, floppy it's, pillow it's, on their it's, arm. It's not like it's like a hard shell armor. And they've they've got a gas mask like hanging down at the bottom of their neck it's, that they're not even using. There are no, no, there are no cops from the every, fifth element. That's a good costume. Every design. single time the well, cops popped up on screen, I laughed my ass also, off because their design the is guards, so bad. They have bad. like these gas masks that they're not wearing. That's what I said. I just said they are like hanging down by their neck. Yeah. And it's like it's like they forgot to like finish getting dressed in time for the shots. Why do computers need gas masks? Why do, why do computers need legs or, or butts yeah, or mouths? I don't know. And then, um, then we get something that says, meanwhile, in the real world. <laughs> that's the, the storytelling in this movie is so fucking bad. And, and you can tell this movie was made by a fucking. Hack. And like they you uh, get like a scene of like a guy programming on a computer and like he's typing on. Is it fine? Yeah, Flynn's, Flynn Flynn's, Allen. Flynn's trying to hack into like this computer, and he's he's typing stuff that is not code in yeah. any. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> so this idea he's he's programming a code or at least guiding this program that he's written. He's yeah, trying to clue. hack into the Encom database. Yeah, yeah, Clue. Clue, which is him. Yeah, because any program. Well, that's how they is. show that, like how a user yeah. program looks like them. The other uh, again, just trying to set up the central conceit. And um, he's, it, Clue is getting. Getting chased by some upside down U's, which are I'll just uh, please the recognizers. <laughs> um, it's 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 a, it's a bad design. I like they're just legs yeah, and crotches much. that shoot lasers at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like, and then like Clue's trying to escape, and he eventually accidentally like drives his thingy mabobber that he's riding around and into a wall. And I really like his scream when he hits I it. I made a specific note of the like, scream. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really <laughs> hilarious scream. Um, I made a point uh, that um, I guess we were talking this later about how the the colors of the characters don't necessarily match up to the vehicles that they're driving, so it's a little hard to parse what's happening in some scenes. Mm. Um, so Clue at the beginning, he's all like glowing red, and his ship is red. And originally, um, so when they first started off with the movie, when they first started making the movie. The idea was that the good guys would be all uh, yellow, and all their vehicles would be yellow, and the red and the bad guys would all be blue, and have blue color colored vehicles. They switched that halfway through the movie, so the bad guys suddenly have the warm colors, and the good guys have the have are, are all colored blue. Mm-hmm. But that's why in like the light cycle sequence later, all the all the bad guys are driving blue bikes, but the good guys are driving like red, orange, and yellow bikes. Yeah. But that is not consistent throughout the movie. Like different, like it's. Like characters change color. It's, yeah, it's almost kinda... like this movie's kind of shoddy. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Weird. But so... Yeah. No. Clue. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets caught by the security on this computer and mm-hmm. taken and tortured by this guy. This evil computer. He's so evil. He evil program. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Warner, please. Um. Have you seen David Warner in a bunch of stuff? Probably. Oh really? I'm surprised you wouldn't, because he's like. 
Oh, okay. He's. I'm sure. I just can't place him. He played right Jack now. the Ripper and uh, time time after time he was. Nope. Did you ever see the episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where Picard gets tortured? Yes. He played the he played the Cardassian who tortures okay. uh, Picard. It's just David Warner. He was he's yeah. just been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you asking me if I've seen him and stuff? I'm sure I've seen him and stuff. Okay, I don't know if there's anything like. I can't super. Uh, yeah. Place okay. Him. Uh, I don't know if you were just leading up to, oh, yeah, and here's my fact sheet on David Warner. No. Okay, yeah. Because I don't have a fact sheet because I just watched the movie. You <laughs> fill in the facts. Okay. Uh, so then they torture Clue and are like, where are you from? Who sent you? And like, he's a, like a data thing. Couldn't they just have mined him for data? I know. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the one of the weird things in this movie where, like, they 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 have to strike this balance between like the characters actually being characters and the and the characters actually functioning like computer programs which they're supposed to be. When and whoever wrote this had no idea how computers it's, worked. Yeah, there's a fucking hilarious line with Flynn later where he talks about like we have to go find the things inside one of these memories. Yeah, or just like what you can tell yeah yeah um but yeah exactly yeah yeah. Which granted the people who who made this movie and what and the the people who this movie was made for. They had no idea what half this stuff was. Us who have grown up with computers, we're a little more computer savvy. You know, of course, we can tear this movie apart. This movie is kind of extra laughable now because it's kind of clumsy that way. But I, I, I can kind of forgive them on that front. This is not the end of the world, but it is very kind of silly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can give them a pass on that. It's not doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of it mercilessly. Uh, Ram, the third guy, yeah, he's played by Billy the Kid from uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure. Just throwing it out there. That would have been good if you had saved that when Ram was No, Ram too. does show up. He's like, oh, okay. He shows up for two seconds at the very beginning. I just want to oh, make... Yeah, I'm just trying to keep my notes in order. So. Oh, okay. I'm just throwing that out there. And then we get go back to the real world where a programmer is... Uh, he gets... He, he can't get his security clearance. It's like, you can't do that. No, no, no. Go see Dillinger. <laughs> so he goes into... Oh, I didn't realize it was Dill- Dillinger had a name. Yeah, yeah just call him Dillinger. Warner. Yeah. So he walks in to the room and he's like somebody Dillinger's like somebody has been missing around from outside we're going to keep the, <laughs> the system locked down what were you working on and he's like I was making Tron it's a program independent program the bleep blop bloop whatever exposition pointless basically. oh but you skipped over the most important part of the movie is Dillinger's super awesome neon helicopter uh well that uh, was actually that's my, actually my favorite special effect of the whole movie yeah um. Uh. Yeah. Had you ever seen the guy? Have you ever seen Babylon Five? No. So the guy who plays Tron, not well, both Tron and his user Alan. Yeah. I forgot what Alan's last name is. He was the head it's guy on, on Babylon Five. Um. Okay. I do like there's uh when Alan's doing his hacking stuff, he stands up and you see that like he's in this cubicle farm yeah. that like goes on for all of infinity. It's a matte painting, but yeah. it's not like that look kind of cool. Yeah, that was a neat little thing. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh. So, Dillinger basically says, you're not going to have clearance for two weeks while we figure out who's doing the hacking yeah. or whatever. And the exposition on what Tron is, is Tron is an independent security system that tells them if anything goes in or out that is a foreign thing. Which yeah. doesn't work for the evil computer. Master who, control The master program. control, which is kind of in charge of Dylan, maybe? Yeah, it's, it really it's, suggests that Dillinger's kind of like... Even though he's Dillinger is only supposed to be like the vice president in charge of marketing or something like that, he almost like seems like he's in control of the company. And the master control program is in charge of Dillinger, so that kind of makes Dillinger the head honcho. Yeah. Despite it's a computer program from 1982 that was just a chess program gone wrong. You think 
the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so then Dillinger's all dejected and, like, mur, 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 and goes, gets into an elevator and presses perhaps one of the coolest buttons ever. Really? Laser Bay 2. I want to get in an elevator that, that has a button that says Laser Bay. <laughs> What's the name of your rock band now? And there's two of them. Really? Oh, that's a good point. No, yeah. there are two of them. Well, they they lasered so much stuff, so they realized they, we need to start lasering shit laser 24 bay hours. Laser Bay 1 and Laser Bay 2. We need, yeah, we need night shifts on uh, this shit. Yeah. And here we're introduced to the love interest. I cannot figure out. Do they even state her name in the movie? Isn't it like Amy? Her computer variant like is named like Because Yori. Tron walks, or not Tron, uh, Flynn when he's in the computer later when he first sees her he's like oh, blah, blah. or something like Amy. that but it's If only if like you said in the last episode we recorded if only there was some sort of internet we could access in Let right me look in it up. Let me look And we're also introduced to the uh grandpa from Lost Boys, who's really gone down in the cool factor. You know what? It wasn't until I was watching it last night I realized that's the grandpa from Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh... And you can tell all these people are computer programmers because they all wear Sally, Jesse, Raphael glasses. One of my notes is Big Glasses, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those Sally, glasses... Jesse, Raphael supplied the glasses for everybody in this film. <laughs> I don't And remember. I'm pretty sure at some point... What is it? Alan or... Alan is the guy? Yeah, Alan's the yeah the Tron. Yeah, I'm pretty Me- sure sometimes he's Meat Tron. I in my notes I call him Meat Tron. <laughs> I'm pretty sure sometimes his glasses don't even have like lenses in them. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's that kind of <laughs> thing. Uh, it's Laura Baines, who also is kissing both guys. Laura. We'll get to that. I Bill's, know. I'm why confused. do you do this? You always are like, hey, I'm gonna jump something <laughs> and casually mention something that happens. I'm horrified the by the idea of polyamorous relationships more than I am people being sucked into machines. Uh, um, so they're all grumpy because uh, they blast an orange into the computer, I guess. Which I guess this suggests that was like a real all... world meat orange floating around in Tron space. I guess. I guess. I guess. Like how does? And they're all super. Ha- they all kind of like. <laughs> hey all right cool we did it um, this monumental occasion they all kind of give a golf clap and then disperse i like what the one or two times the word data is said in this movie it's data data there was the the, the, the orange was turned into data mm. oh yeah. so then they talk about how he got his... i feel bad we're tearing this movie asshole. it deserves it <laughs> <laughs> now it, okay it kind of does okay, me, it's kind of like a get, sick wolf before we get too deep into it yeah i enjoyed watching this movie because it's such a such a weird goofy piece of shit it is terrible yeah but i laughed a lot yeah i laughed a it's the bill haverchuk of science fiction movies where it's the dipshit there doesn't know what are he's so doing, many but... parts where like it's supposed to be the serious part and i just started laughing um this is the wrong this is when you take something that's kind of like very sincere and kind of like heartfelt like star wars being made by an idiot yeah. That it kind of like comes off and sincere in the kind of the wrong way where it just it seems kind of like yeah kind of well I, they probably lost little bit me when I retarded. saw the pillows on the guards yeah I yeah and that's like the first thing you see yeah, yeah pillow guards With, and like no pants just tights <laughs> um so then they talk about how somebody's been hacking into Flint into the computer maybe so he lost his clearance and she's like maybe it's Flynn and we should, oh yeah you don't see Flynn up should, into that point? no okay well no you see him hacking. Oh, that's right, because you have the whole clue uh, thing, but you don't know like, what's... Yeah, oh, yeah. we should go talk to him, and it's it's mentioned that, like, her and him used to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go out, and you can tell that they're in their casual attire because and, like, serious because they're not wearing their glasses anymore, so they're uh, not nerds true, yeah. anymore. They're... <laughs> when they go out for their <laughs> wine coolers... In the company van. Yeah. 
they uh, they take their giant glasses off. So they go to Flynn's Arcade. Which is easy to find because it's got a giant uh, billboard above it saying the home and of you can Space actually, Paranoids. you can actually go to Flynn's Arcade in California Adventures. They have a Flynn's Arcade there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you go there and play anything? No, I was closed when I went because I, I didn't I didn't notice it until like late at night. Okay. I, like, I don't oh, know if Flynn's they have a whole arcade. rank of like, mm. you know, like Tron machines out in the front. And this arcade... Looks like it stinks of cocaine and STDs. Yeah, well, welcome to a video game arcade, <laughs> 1982 Southern California. You're probably not wrong. Yeah. Supposedly, that's what essentially Atari it just, was. It just needed more like smoke in there. Yeah, because people would have been smoking like crazy uh, that's a good back point. then. Yeah, that's interesting. That like the, this being a Disney movie, you can see why people weren't smoking. Because even back then, Disney movies they yeah. really didn't have people smoking up, unless you had like some kind of sea captain who's smoking a cigar. Or and then we like get that. the and most real. Dragon. We get the most realistic um, scene in the movie. Uh, there's a game called Incruder too, by the way. I was looking to see what the stupidest fake names for oh, games nice. are. In the far background, you see it's a fla- flashing neon sign for something something called Incruder. <laughs> it's okay. Perfect. Space Paranoids is already bad enough. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. We get ahead. the most realistic scene in the movie. A bunch of hot young girls crowded around an arcade machine, cheering a guy on as he's scoring points. Uh, my note is I'd like to think that Notch made people uh, watch him play Minecraft the way Flynn gets his dick sucked by strangers just for beating <laughs> his own games in his own arcade. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, then uh, they, they're like, really excited yeah, about it. You know like in Marion, when you first see like, Marion and Raiders of the Lost Ark, they're all gotta, psyched about that yeah. drinking game. They're like this with him just like shooting gotta remember, one guy. They're all high as fuck. This is just... <laughs> There's you a lot of cocaine. As long as it's flashing and they think it's like, they oh think, my god, they think it's real. They think, he, they think he just saved their lives. This whole movie is actually <laughs> just a cocaine trip that Flynn had. It's actually, yeah, I uh, could, I could buy that. That, so that would actually justify a lot of the weird. <laughs> they're shit they're that like, hey, Flynn, we got, we got to talk to you. And he's like, let's go upstairs to my office. And he goes upstairs and takes off one of the sweatiest T-shirts I've ever seen. This man worked his ass off playing that Especially video game. Especially for a Disney movie, it's a pretty gr- like. Gr- the gratuitous t-shirt taking off gotta have the main well, guy it's, it's, and it's not so much that it's just I know, he is I know. drenched in sweat it's unbelievable but they wanted to give a little eye candy to the ladies in the audience too so it's kind of just I don't know it's kind of funny yeah he got so, naked, uh, half naked uh, Jeff Bridges walking around which man I grew up watching baby Jeff Bridges I've, I've seen Starman it is still weird to see baby Jeff Bridges in anything these days because he's such a grizzled old man these days yeah, like seeing like little baby fat like 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 twenty two yeah, year old he's, Jeff Bridges. He's younger. He's probably younger than us in this movie, but he still seems oh, old. Think about that, Christ Almighty! <laughs> oh my God! Well, he's definitely younger than you. In this I know, movie. definitely. Yeah. Um, somewhere in these memories, yeah, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence, is the rant he gives when so, he's talking to when he's explaining to um, Laurie and Alan why he's been hacking into stuff when they confront him about what's what's been going on. Yeah. Yeah, well, they sit down and they talk to him, and they're like, "Have you been hacking into this, this thingy, my What have you been doing here? Have you been doing that?" And he's You've like, been doing "Yeah, things. I have." And they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, there's these papers I need to prove that I made it." He get, he's like, "Man, I made these video games, and he took credit for them, and now he's the boss." And I just have this arcade that is super, super, super popular yeah! and makes shit tons of money for me. Also, did he never tell anyone? Like, did he not like complain about? Hey, this motherfucker! Like, did he? Did he not show up at the office with a gun, saying, "Dillinger, motherfucker, you code a game right now in front of everybody. I'll fucking blow your brains out." 
Yeah. He had some paths open to him. Like, but yeah, he kind of got then, better. Then because of the video games that he stole from Flint, he became incredibly powerful. Yeah. And this all happened within like the last six months or something. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Flynn used to work for Ancom and that's how like, yeah, this guy Dillinger stole his... Yeah, but, and like, he's talking about like... And the funny he, he thing mentions is... that like, um... Fuck, uh, That like, the arcade machine, he's got the arcade... He's using his games in the arcade, but they're not making, you know, people are pumping quarters into him, but he's not getting the cut that he wants from it. But I'm pretty sure you just buy an arcade machine for a shit ton of money and then you keep all the profits. Yeah. It's not like you rent them. I don't know. I think sometimes there was maybe like a license thing. Cause sometimes maybe like, back then? I don't know. I think I think you could do both back in the day because um, it is interesting that despite the fact that he does not own the rights to spare, uh, Space Paranoids, he does have a billboard above his arcade saying the home of Space Paranoids. Yeah, surprised seems... I'm surprised the billboard doesn't say, motherfuckers, I'm the inventor of Space Paranoids. <laughs> if you see this motherfucker, David Warner, break his fucking kneecaps for me. And if he's so uh, brilliant at, at making video games, why didn't he make some more and make them exclusive to his arcade? I know. And it's funny because he talks about very briefly about how he was thinking about turning his game-making operation into a thing. But no, he'd rather just like do whatever he does when he's not playing video games in his arcade or trying to break back into income. And it's like, my yeah, if you're this, he seems if really, you're the, like the next Miyamoto, then go be the next Miyamoto. Just keep on public. Like granted, he then comes again, across as really petty. And then again, it's 1982 and not everyone has a personal computer. Although if you think he's a hacker, well, he's got a computer enough that he's been writing per no, no, he's got the resources. I was going to say, maybe he needed the income supercomputers to write the programs. To, to write game programs, but if he can write Clue, he can write fucking Space Paranoids 2 on his computer at home. Yeah, it's almost like this movie don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, so then we get a scene, and they're like, alright, let's go do it. Oh, they just yeah. agree at a drop of a hat to help him like get this information that may or, not, may or may not exist. The lady playing the lady... Which is the only way to see it. Like, yeah, she's barely named character. She, like, grabs her keys, like, for the income truck, and she's like, shall we dance? And it's just a weirdly badly worded just phrase. Just, it's, yeah, it's not threatening. It's just, like, she, uh, in a movie filled with bad actors, she's the worst. Well, she's not super terrible. She's pretty bad. Actually, no. Actually, the movie's not filled with bad actors. David Warner's great. Jeff Bridges is great. The guy playing Tron is, man. It's got Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid's fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, it's got Grandpa from got Lost grandpa. Boy, so that's not bad. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so then we get a scene with uh, Dillinger and Grandpa and, and Dillinger's being all evil to let you know he's evil. Yeah. Talking to Grandpa and being like, this isn't the company you started anymore. Now we're evil. And you, oh, <laughs> you, it could be arranged for you to get fired because I'm going to show you I'm it. British and evil. It didn't occur to me until watching it last night that the, the Dill, not Dillinger, but Grandpa Joe does specifically state that he started the company. Yeah. You think he'd be have a little more, if he's like, yeah, if he's like the Wozniak of this company. Yeah. I don't know. You think he'd be? You think he wouldn't be answering to some guy that yeah, supposedly came up with came up with three computer games? Or How whatever. does the vice president of marketing get like the fucking Apple Touch fucking like, computer? This desk? guy supposedly stole video games and became ultra powerful, but he wrote the MCP, which is yeah, like the which most is like the powerful su- computer program so in history. Why did he need to steal steal these arcade games? Yeah, it's super powerful thing. Uh. 
And so, the, okay, so then we get the the group of the good guys again, and they're opening up a door, and they can't get in because their I security like cards aren't doing it. Yeah, it was a pretty cool door. But Flink is like, get out of the way, let a real hacker handle it, and opens up the door. <laughs> and I forget which one of them says it, but one of them says, this guy's a little like Santa Claus. What? What the fuck does that do? Again. What? What, what does I, that mean? I don't even think that was in the script. It was just like an ad lib that they thought, oh, this adds character to the film. Let's go, we've got to keep this. Yeah, it's just, I guess because he's <laughs> we're sneaking into a structure, like. What does that have to do with Santa Claus? I know. What? He's not giving gifts. This is. This it, I could understand so if, like. And this is the good part of the they movie, were too. Into... I specifically <laughs> know a mo- part in the movie where the movie really starts going off the rails in terms of any kind of like narrative consistency yeah and this is we're still in the, we're still in the golden era of the like i could understand if they were sneaking into a chimney or something but they're opening yeah. a door that is a cool door because i guess they filmed it in an actual like you know computer lab so it's like some kind of nuclear defense lab so it's got like that crazy like door that's as thick as a garbage truck which i always did think was really cool mm-hmm. um so uh also let me note that if you re- rearrange the word the letters in the word tron it spells kill me yeah yeah <laughs> Um, what? So, but then we get another scene with Dillinger, and basically the, the his computer program is like, I'm super evil. I'm going to hack the Pentagon tomorrow. And he's like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, you know, I need information. It's the same reason I'm going to hack the Kremlin, you know. It's what I do. And he's like, you shouldn't do that. And he's like, well, you know, it would be a shame if people found out you stole those arcade games. Yeah, it's I love like, how I do how I love Ponzi and Aloof the MCP it's is. Like, like, oh. it's, a, it's a computer. You could probably unplug it. Do you think that computer just, asks other computers Just pull out its Ethernet cord or whatever you I know, Yeah, because it's still a physical thing that exists that you can... Yeah, yeah just turn off the power. Um, do you think the MC, MCP ever cruises around asking other computers for if they have any group, uh, great Poupon? Probably. I think so. Because you would. Uh... So why are they helping Flynn? Like he was like he I got some papers that proves that I made these arcade games. Is and liking like, him okay. he's a good kisser. Alan's doing it because he likes the girl. They're but why are they risking it? their careers at this job to, to sneak be fair? In? Considering how easily they sneak into the lab, and they, they even run into a security guard who's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And they're just like working late. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't really risking much. It's That's not like true. they were going to get shot down by a SWAT team on their way to the laser center, um, which I don't know why they're messing around in the laser center anyway, because it's not yeah. like where the computer... Like, And you can tell they're going to start hacking again because they all put their glasses back on. Exactly, yeah. Do you think they just have, like, yeah, they have, like, the, at work, there's just a big box where they just keep their work glasses in. And yeah. just, like, go to oh, and I should mention, anytime, like, this... What is it? This... Uh, what's the computer called? Uh, I Well... The, not the MCP? Yeah, the what, MCP. Yeah. The Master M- Control Program. Yeah, the MCP. Anytime the MCP w- was talking to the Dillinger, it was talking with an actual voice. It wasn't just text or whatever. It had that's a good point. They were actually having a real conversation. Yeah. So, so Which, granted, that'd be boring so to then see like, someone Flynn just reading Flynn starts hacking into it, and then the computer starts talking to him? Yeah. Which, Which you think that would, would be kind of... Because Flynn... And it's he's like, a computer what are you savvy doing, guy. Man? And he's like, smarm. You got a computer he's, yelling at you? Yeah. That's he's like, smarmy, smarm, 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 as he's hacking in. <laughs> and then the the laser that zapped the orange earlier zaps Flynn. Which why is it pointed at her desk? Mm-hmm. Why is the laser pointed at? Why his would desk? you put a laser 
why would you put the desk in front of the laser? Why is it pointed there? You didn't even get a scene of him, like, turning the laser or anything. It's just pointed there. No, that's what I'm saying, yeah. It's not so much why is the laser pointed there, because it's probably part of a giant installation. The laser probably cannot be moved. But why would you put, like, the, the, the computer that is in charge of the laser directly within and the line what, of sight? What would happen if you lasered a computer into the computer world? The computer would just be, like, deformed super big. <laughs> <laughs> It would turn into the woman from the end of Superman 3. Um, but yeah, again. Oh, man. I, it is kind of horrifying, especially when I was watching this as a kid. The fact that um, uh, Jeff Bridges is digitalized slowly. Like, they kind of yeah. do the scanning thing, which, like, I was like, oh, man, that must be gruesome. That must be fucked up to feel. Like, it's one thing if you just got zapped. It's funny when he comes back, he comes back. Oh, I feel an Irish jig coming on. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I got a phone call from Doraemon. I gotta go pick that up. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll da, 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 just da. fucking dance now? Well. My housemate just installed a new doorbell and it sings the Doraemon thing. <laughs> yeah, anyway, what we, we're talking about. Yeah, okay, Jeff Bridges is getting fucking, his balls are getting zapped. So he gets zapped into Tron and you get a bunch of weird ass looking. You get, a, you get a really cool screensaver as he flies into Tron. I wouldn't World. say really cool. Eighteen is pretty cool. <laughs> Especially, you know what? I was thinking about how, at the time, too, not just the fact that this movie has a relatively lot of a lot of CG in it, the fact that it's actually full screen widescreen yeah. is actually a big deal, because even, like, when they did the um, the Genesis effect CGI for Star Trek II, which is, came out, what, the same year? That was uh, one by... That was, like, TV format, so they didn't mm. even have to render as much, and that was only, like, like a minute and a half of footage. And the fact that, actually, it, it, it doesn't sound like it would be a big deal, but, like, like that's, a like, twice as large of an image that you have to render for every frame, so that's even a much more computationally heavy... I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. So, yeah, you fly through... Yeah, the fucking screensaver to get to Tron land. Yeah. So, so the evil computer inside there that, like, fights the, the programs... Uh, in the video games, his name Sark mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. And why was Sark hooked up to Flynn's arcade? Why was he fighting people in there? How were they hooked up to that? This is the this is an interesting question. It sure is. So, does that mean okay? So are all are all computers in the world magically linked somehow? Are there instances? Of these characters in every computer that ever exists, like where are they does getting every all computer, these programs? That does they're like fighting every arcade against? computer have a Sark in it, and that was just another Sark? Yeah. Or is this there only one Sark? That yeah, it's again, <laughs> and I, this is something I bet you that the director never even thought of. Oh no, because it was too just busy snorting like, He's just cocaine. like it's the computer world. It's just where the computers are. All computers lead to this nether realm. But yeah, he's not really thinking about like, okay, from a hardware software instanced network kind of thing, like exactly what's going on here. Like if someone's playing a fucking Space Paranoids game in fucking Latvia. Yeah. Like, is it a Latvian Sark? Is it the Sark that we know? Yeah, like what's going on? Yeah. yeah. So but um, but then we get the MCP talking to Sark and being like, I brought hey yo, I brought a user in and he's like I do like Sark he gets, gets freaked like, out. Really he's freaked like, what's the number to God? Yeah, but then later he's like, when he he meets the user, he's like, you're just a fucking program. He's, he's kind of no he's kind of a good face to it. It's like you find out St. Francis was sissy was suddenly like in jail in your jail and you're a cop and you have to go like fuck with him. You're like, man, should I be fucking with that? So as soon as as soon as Flynn gets into the computer world, he gets captured by the the pillow guards, um, and led to like a cell and there's a bunch of like airbrush looking floors and 
This looks terrible. Legit terrible. It's obviously the background. It is well, that's the so thing, too, bad. with this movie, because they try to play it off like this. most of this movie is computer-generated. There's only 15 minutes worth of CGI animation in this movie. Most of the movie, if there's anything movie, it's usually hand-drawn animation. The backgrounds are all hand-drawn, there's a Trapper lot of, Keeper style Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of Lisa Marie shit in this. With, like, bad perspective, even. Oh, super rotten perspective. Um, And just, like, yeah, the backgrounds aren't necessarily all that well-rendered. And it's the movies. This The movie starts, like, looking grubby at the moment they get, uh, they get into the computer world. Um you'll see a bunch of glowing bits in the background. Like there'll be like weird flashes How? and stuff because there were animation errors where the exposure yeah. for, for the anim- for all the glow animation got no, fucked up. So they kind of like, though they would just add a sound effect to kind of make it look like it was an intentional like power surge in the background or something. Yeah. Um, I know Ralph Bashke was big into it. What, how long did rotoscoping like last? What do you mean? Rotos- like, like, oh, you mean like tracing film? Yeah. Rotoscoping. I mean, rotoscoping is just the act of taking live action film and just adding animation to it. Yeah, because there were like rotoscoping people in the credits for this. So rotoscoping. I mean, technically rotoscoping goes. I mean, back it was obviously to, pretty big. Well, okay. Like, what do you mean let, for the wait, like? What? Like, it was obviously fairly popular for animators to do like back in the eighties, like with. Ralph Bashke's like oh yeah when you're ogres creating, and stuff and yeah the, when you're the when battle you're scenes and wizards people and just tracing that over yeah. live action footage yeah yeah like it seemed like there was a couple of years where that was a thing to do but then it just just stopped I think Ralph Bashke kind of helped kill it yeah because people would see that stuff I mean granted and like full heavy metal it's, had it well and... I mean it's funny because the two the two did people finally realize it looked like garbage in terms of animators the two biggest studios to ever really go down with a whole like we're just gonna flat out trace live action was the Fleischer Brothers when they tried to do their first feature film Gulliver's Travels which yeah. came out like a year after Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs yeah, that the Gulliver is all just traced. He's rotoscope. Rotoscope. Yeah. They just took like live, live action footage and just traced the character, yeah. and everyone realized that looked like shit. So they stopped doing that. But Ralph Bakshi saw that, like thirty years later, thirty forty years later in the seventies, and decided, well, I could revive that and maybe kind of do some interesting things with it. And that's still like instead of having instead of actually learning how to draw, I can just trace over characters. And so he tried to bring that back, and again, that was something that lasted for a couple of years before everyone realized that looked like shit, too. And ever since then, that kind of put the final nail in the coffin of the idea of just, like, yeah, tracing over live action like, for a character. And this, when they're talking about rotoscoping in this, what they're talking about is, um, so the way they shot all the people for the, tr- like, the in-computer in elements yeah. is they shot everyone in black and white film, and they sh- sh- shipped all the film off to... Asia and they had like literally like 400 Asian people just tracing all of like the circuitry like printed like drawn and I think they actually drew like all the circuitry stuff with like magic marker that's... on the people's outfits so they had like Asian people like just paint filling that that's stuff so in. weird though because like there'll be shadows like I noticed somebody's a shadow on his thigh yeah. which shouldn't have been painted blue was like blue yeah so you have animation errors and stuff like that i think their directive was where anywhere that like it turns jet black just make that just paint that as light there's a scene where later on where is it jeff bridges picks up ram the guy played by billy the kid and slings him over his shoulder Uh and the shadow that ram casts on flynn's shoulders is all is all painted bright blue electric light too because they were just like the directive they were the the Asian animators were given like just anything black on these these people's costumes just paint glowing colors 
just yeah. due to that. And and I even imagine how the glowing colors changed from parts of the movie because yeah, it's it's well it's, anyway, it's it all looks awful. So anyway, so yeah, so they filmed the actors <laughs> in black and white on black painted sets, mm-hmm. and they would just replace all the uh, replace all the black painted sets w- with hand drawn drawings. So it's kind of like what it's kind of like the digital studio that George Lucas did with Star Wars, except it's with trapper keeper airbrushed paintings in the background rather than like computer generated backgrounds and yeah like a shitloads of asians being paid like at like 10 cents an hour to trace all over the circuitry lines all over like you know fucking jeff yeah. bridge's helmet and shit and so yeah. so that's the rotoscoping yeah it's not tracing over the entire figure but it's tracing over the circuitry to, to make that shit glow and and animation effects um monkey pants yeah so then they are going to take tron to training before they put him in the games which why are they why are there games in this because it's not the yeah because it's not the games it is just a training area it's not the games that people are at like the users are actually interacting with it's just yes they're they're trying to draw a parallel with like roman gladiatorial stuff and so yeah there's these training pits that that well the mcp comes down to sark and says hey i want you to kill this user but i don't want you to kill him outright i want you to torture him by making him go through the games and i want you i want to make sure he dies embarrassed in the games and so yeah even sark there's a moment where sark is actually well we'll we'll talk about that just a minute but yeah so so they they get led and and as they're getting led to this orientation meeting yeah (laughs) for their new job (laughs) Uh, they, they're like, hey, there's Tron practicing his his disc golf game. The deadly discs of Tron. And I laughed my ass off because they're trying to make it look all badass, like him flinging this disc around. To be and fair, it looks the two games. Well, I guess three games. You see, there's the the there's the disc thing. Yeah. There's the high lie game yeah. with the ball and the mitt, and there's light cycle. They all kind of look. Those are some of the, the not the worst, especially the the the, the I don't know. That's not the worst thing in the world. It's, it's not, like, but it's pretty freaking. It's, it's still stupid. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, but yeah, they do try to make it sound like Tron's the ultimate badass, yeah. and all he's he's playing with the frisbee. Yeah, yeah and he's bumping lights away like <laughs> computer. Yeah. Oh, one of my other notes too is. As a kid, I really did like the sound effects, how they took everyone's footsteps and added extra reverb to kind of make them sound extra kind of like energy and phasey, mm-hmm. kind of like zoom, boink, boink. Every, everyone's footsteps sounds like like you're walking on a laser grid, which I always thought that was kind of cool as a kid. Yeah. The sound effects actually sound better than the visuals look like in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So then Sark gives him a lecture about how, you know, you guys are dispensable or whatever. You're just programs and you believe in the users, but users aren't real. Okay, so like, why why are they so against users being a real thing? Yeah, everyone who believes in the users, it's treated like some kind of weird cult within the Tron world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which I guess with the master control program, if he wants to take over the world and maybe he wants everyone to like believe in him as a god, he that's this is never specifically stated, but. I guess it makes sense that like you would want to denigrate the 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 the, the existence of the universe as, uh, you of the users blah, 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 as much as possible so he can elevate himself Maybe. in the eyes of everybody. I guess that I would assume, again, so, but this uh, is not articulated again. I don't think that's anything anyone writing the movie was even thinking about. Yeah, no, <laughs> but so so Sark. If gives you some, think around the corner a little bit, you yeah. can kind of see where they might be coming from. Sark gives you some more exposition to let you know he's so evil, and. Flynn has really just accepted everything super fast. Like, when he first got there, he's like, 
He was like, what kind of, hey, can you tell me where I am so I can tell people what kind of dream I'm having later? But then he, that's like all and he that's, said about it. After that, he's just like, well, I'm in a computer now. Yeah. I guess I'll just you, go with it. And, you never had that moment. There's like, Martin McFly time traveling in 1955 has a longer time trying to figure, like, figure out what the hell happened than, yeah. than Flynn does. Yeah. Flynn just accepts it. And there's no point where he's like, well, I guess I accept this now. He's, he's just accepted it. I'm just picturing Flynn... Like, just in the jail cell, and somebody sees, like, a real orange float by, and he's like, well, I guess I don't know what happened to that orange. I guess I'm in the computer, I guess. I don't know what's going on. I've so, been turned into Data. Um, yeah. um, so, we get Flynn fighting against another program, and, uh, oh, that's when he realized how evil Sark is, because Flynn almost wins, but he's like, Sark is like, finish him off, and he's, Flynn's like, yeah! the most like fucking Oscar trailer worthy like no uh, and and Sarkis pushes a down arrow and the other guy's like no falls and derezzes and yeah like, this, oh, is, this is this is what I'm playing the so highlight evil. game again I like the fact that the year got two combatants on two like little discs that the, the concentric rings disappear if they're hit by like the highlight ball yeah. so it makes it harder like if you lose bits off your ring it makes you harder not to fall through the cracks in the ring um, again you've never seen Babylon 5 but the chubby guy that he well he doesn't kill but Sark kills is turns out to be a one of the major characters on Babylon Five with that with with the guy playing Tron. And why did Flynn care so much about this computer program dying? And well, to him, if he's seeing it's a person, you know, I maybe. guess. Do you think this radically changes how Flynn? deals with computer programs at when he gets back in the meat space realizing <laughs> like every program in existence is like this human being inside this computer that can be like that has feelings and wants and desires maybe or maybe like a titty program with titties that, would, that you can oh, kiss well, yeah i was gonna say what about what would all the atari porn games be then <laughs> oh my god yeah uh so i'd, I'd like the, when we see the hooker programs later i'm sure one of them was was like named like beat him and eat him or something yeah yeah so they march him back to the cell we were introduced to like some other characters like Tron, like Zoom Tron and Ryan. And... Really, it's Tron and Ram again. It's, yeah, it's, Tron, it's, it's and Tron and Third Guy. And they're like, "Hey, here we are. Oh, back out." Yeah, well, I guess. Hey. Well, I guess now we have to race motorcycles. Yeah. So then they get life cycle. And the life cycles. It's... This is the sequence of the movie. This is this is what they spent the money on. This is yeah. what all the trailers are about. This is uh, this is it. The life cycles for being. Whoever programmed them sucked because like they can go faster than each other, so it's not really a game of skill. It's whoever it can is go faster. It is weird how you can see how easily like people can pull ahead of each other. It's not yeah, like as yeah, a video game no... nerd, I found it offensive that like, uh, well, he's going faster than him, so he could just yeah turn in front of himself. Oh, fair, it's not a race. Well, yeah, it's a good point because I don't say it's not a it's not about speed as much as just forcing the other guy to crash. But if your bikes are naturally faster than the other guys, yeah, you could just box them in really super easy. Flynn doesn't know what the fuck he's doing programming this game. No, yeah. So um, one of the one of the computers crashes into a wall and makes a giant hole in it that everyone can escape from. Is this and the they first all, time this has ever happened, and they all know that they can go through there. Yeah. Is, how this do they is, know that they can escape? This is something through there? that they can anticipate more. Well, though maybe Flynn. Being one of the users can somehow see that like this is an escape where like if the maybe the programs aren't quite as savvy as how do they is? know it's not just a drop off on the other side of that I know it's just, again the writers just making yeah it's yeah so they send a bunch of the, the Flynn Ram and Tron all escape through this crack in the wall after killing and then everybody a bunch of super slow moving dumb looking tanks start chasing them 
and <sighs> they aim for them and they're like, oh, I missed. But they're they're not even aiming where they are. They're shooting yeah. at the walls. Yeah. Well. They're not even close to hitting reason, them. For some reason, the wall of the, the world of Tron is very kind of crumbly and breakable. So if yeah. you shoot the walls, like the shitload of, of a computer debris is going to come down. And this is the um, first time I really noticed how terrible the music is in this movie. Do, 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 pew, pew, pew. There's no real melodies, too. It's no. all just like random, like Mickey Mouse. It's... it's it's Casio keyboard for children. Uh, do you know who the, the, pers- the, the person who wrote the music is? It's Wendy uh, Carlos. No. Who, uh, she she was trans. She's, uh, I forgot what Wendy Carlos is when uh, she was a guy, what his name was. But then, yeah, she was uh, transgendered. And she's she's a famous lady. She's She's been known for stuff, although for nerds and stuff, this is, I think she did like, was it like Electric Beethoven or something like that? That's her famous like, synthesizer cover of old classical music uh switched on Bach maybe that's what I'm thinking of but like in terms of like her own music this is definitely what she's most famous for and it's not that good what a terrible thing to be known for (laughs) this this music is if this movie is nothing something this movie is nothing if not consistently just kind of not even like aggressively terrible but just kind of like middlingly just crappy I feel bad for anyone listening to this who loves Tron I, Which I can what? see why you could like Tron, because you know it is an entertaining movie. Honestly, all the people I've ever heard who say love Tron are always like, it's not good, yeah. but I love it. But I love it, yeah. Like, it's boring, but I love it. It's kind of like people who might be, like, into Rush or something like that, where, yeah. like, it's not good, 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 but I love it. So how do they, like, they're escaping on these bikes. They're driving on, like, super narrow, road, uh, like, paths and stuff. How do they know where they're going? Yeah. Are they just going? Because they just, they're like, just, they're they're just, just they just escaped a hole in this thing that, like, there's no map, there's no north-south or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's... Eventually, eventually their, their light cycles just vanish. Just poof. Disappear for... They don't explain well, why. Well, I guess they're tired because, like, now they find, like, a well of water that they have to drink at, and they're Is like, oh, I... Again, there's no explanation. They just yeah. only get off their light cycles, and, and then, then, like, they, they find, find a source water, of water, and they which drink is power. It, which is just pure power and they're just lapping it up which i'm kind of like flynn's like flynn gets really into it too i'm like is i guess so is flynn now a computer program entirely yeah. so he needs this power is he like if he dies and if he dies as a computer program if he gets derezzed or like loses power does he die i guess i don't know it doesn't but make yeah sense. it doesn't make sense but then they're like hey look over there that's where we gotta go let's go and is that the I.O. Tower yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, there's some exposition. Oh, that's because Alan decides that he he suddenly realizes that his user wants to get in touch with him. Yeah. Which, this is the note I make here, is how much time is passing in the real world while everybody is is running around in the Tron world? Yeah. It should it be is. only, like, a few seconds, right? Because, you know, computers, how fast they work, yeah. they, they do without, like... A billion calculations per second. You think like this stuff would be happening in like half a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Tron eventually goes out of his way to communicate with his user Alan via the IO portal uh, that the old man founder Guardian protects. So it has to have been long enough for Alan to try to be communicating with Tron while Flynn is being zapped by the machine. And they never later state that like is did they ever flashback to show Alan trying to get into the network? You're thinking about it too much. And I literally feel like I already thought about this more than I thought than the writers did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So so they 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 get up and they go start running towards it or whatever. Are they back on their light cycles? Yeah, I think they get them for briefly. Yeah, this is when they get back on them and then a tank spots them and like they don't see the tank and the tank is like 
Sector five, four, seven, eight, nine, calling out where he's going to shoot his legs. That seems horribly inefficient for a computer. Mm-hmm. The computer should have just been like, Bang, "Oh no, if it's shot. a computer, if you if you're an older program and you haven't been updated, maybe you're just you know you're so rigid in your th- you can't think on your Quit feet." Quit justifying this movie. I, I'm trying to because I'm trying to think the like because I know people love this movie and if I, like let's put it this way, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I had to be in charge of like writing the novelization for this movie, Oof. how do you justify this in world? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Flynn and Ram get knocked into a pile of rubble. Yeah. Plastic and, rubble. And, and Tron turns around and is like, no, I'm going to go on anyway. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> he just kind of goes. He pieces out. Oh, he's, there he is. He's being chased by yeah, a plus tank. He doesn't have much options, but yeah. Uh, and, Apparently, programs can get knocked out. They can get knocked unconscious. Also, yeah, programs can also get mortally wounded. Yeah, so because Flynn, they're still fine. No, fine is relative, but well, they're still alive. Yeah, Flynn picks up Ram and and Um, yeah, this is the part where he lifts them over his shoulders. You see like weird like glow shadow butts. Uh, (coughs) carries him to I could I had no idea what it was. Yeah, he carries him to a crack in the wall, so the tanks drive by, and they're like, well, they've been re-razzed, obviously. We see no proof. They're not around. They must be dead. Yeah, Yeah. but he eventually takes him to, I I had no idea what it was until it showed me later, like, (laughs) it's a junk pile of... Is it? Undone. Oh, because that's... Oh, yeah, okay. Seekers that's, or whatever they're because called. Because as soon as Ram dies, Flynn's like... He's, he starts fondling the stuff around death. him, and it turns into a recognizer. Yeah, so... Uh, With bit. So he he dumps Ram on the floor and he lays down and like falls asleep. So I guess he needs sleep too. Man, you know what's the most exciting part of a movie when your character falls asleep halfway <laughs> through it? This is you know what everything yeah. after and, and as much as we're slagging on this movie after the light cycle sequence after they escape, this is where like the plot is really starts to get slack and late. And at least up until the light cycle se- sequence, there's like kind of an understandable progression of events. And like that has some kind of emotional drive to it. Yeah. After this, it really just does it. Be, the movie just becomes a random series of happenings with no like emotional thrust to anything. It's just kind of like, well, like you're so dependent on the in-world logic of this world, and in that in-world logic is inconsistent enough. It's hard to get emotionally engaged in any of this. And so, yeah. So, Flynn wakes up, and like he's because his fingers twitching and it's making stuff on the ground do like light up. Yeah. And. He's touching more stuff and other stuff. And I think it's even up. Ram before he dies and, says something yeah, about Ram how like, yeah, you should be able like, to do that. You shouldn't be able to do that. And I was like, do what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't, they explain, don't explain, explain what he's it's doing. It's just randomly he can magically like, make. You kind of figure it out once you see that like he's raising up like a computer or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe after you've seen it like the third time, you're like, oh, okay. I and can Ram, see where this Ram is like, they get closer together and it looks like they're going to make out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're seriously like. I think Flynn even kind of makes a kissy face unintentionally. He's like, I've been here so long. I miss you, Ram. I just kiss everybody, Ram. I'm going to kiss you. Mm. You're you're the best uh, actuarial. Was he like, no, he's like a compounding interest program or something. Um, Uh, So he. Yeah, Ram dies. He's like, you're a user. And he's like, I am. And he's like, cool. And he kind of goes away like Yoda too. Instead of being derised like flashy like like everyone else, he just kind of like, eh. yeah, and then he just, just kind of yeah. Um, uh, and 
So Flynn starts driving the. Sinker. I totally forgot that Ram dies in this movie too. When I saw this, and I was like, "Wait, does he? Well, what has? Ha- oh, I guess he does die because I couldn't remember. I know he doesn't like make it to the end, but anyway. Yeah, and the controls on this ship are the dumbest thing. Yeah, because so you got two <laughs> giant handlebars, but then you have to take your hands uh, hands off the handlebars to hit like the the gas yeah. and the brake. And so you think you would just make it so like the handlebars would pivot forward, and that's how you could do the yeah. gas or pull it backwards. To, like... So Flynn starts flying away on that thing. Yeah, with Bit, who's like the little flying CGI thing, which oh, yeah, is the that, best character in the movie, thing. just because he says yes or no. Which is, that thing shows up, it's there in the beginning when he's like Clue using it. It's insinuating. And Clue is like, get out of here when he's about <laughs> to die, and it escapes. And then it comes back. And for this scene, and that's pretty much it. No, uh-huh. it doesn't do anything else. It's bit. What else does it do? It just says hi, yes <laughs> or no. It's bit. It's, it's binary. It's it, that's it's, it's either on or off. Is yes it or supposed no. to be charming? <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> I guess it apparently <laughs> it is. the is. most nuanced character in the whole movie. Uh, um. So then we find out. Uh, Tron sneaks into a building where the this, lady is. This is the best part of the movie, and like, it's a is this is the building with a whole bunch of other weirdo programs running around. Yeah, it took screen caps, and so you've got like a dude dressed like an old like radio tube. You've got the guy who's dressed like fucking Elf on a bad hair day with a snooty snoot. Um, the fucking star baby thing. There's a whole bunch of ridiculous. Oh yeah, elements. I did notice that thing. That's like just a bunch of tubes. Yeah, just a bunch of tubes. Uh, the fucking crystal gems, and then yeah, you got a couple of hooker programs that uh that Tron works. Oh, is it? Wait, who are we talking? About? It's Flynn, not Tron, right? Well, you might be skipping ahead. No, I don't remember. About, no, it's about, it's. This is we're just a bunch. Yeah, you're just skipping ahead a little bit because uh Tron goes into that one building where he meets the girl. Yeah. Doesn't he have to walk past all these people? Might, to get to the girl? I don't remember, man. And the girl is like part of a command crew that's in charge of the solar sailor. And why is she in later. there? She didn't write that program. No. So why is she in there? Because you need titty programs. And how did the, how does she know Tron? Which is weird because when he first meets her, she's just like reporting data. She's like fourteen, and then she's like, <gasps> and then she's like, when he gets within kissing distance, she's like. Oh, how, how you doing, how does she Tron? Know Let's have program babies. It's and also her outfit is weird too because she doesn't have quite I, as much of the circuitry as everyone else does. I do give Disney credit though; they somehow kept her from having camel toe. I know. Yeah, I wonder if. Yeah, I, I don't know if she's like wearing like a like and a. Now it's really something. looking. Well, she's wearing skin tight. Everyone's wearing skin tight shit in this movie. And again, yeah. because her she her got shit, some high hips. Her shit, yeah, her shit doesn't have all the like the the circuitry on it, so you can clear more clearly see what's going on with her with with her garden. The only the only sexier Tron outfit than hers is the Tron guy on the internet. <laughs> wow, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I'm actually kind of it surprised is. we got that far into the episode without. Oh, talking I wasn't about Tron gonna. Guy. I wasn't gonna forget to back, talk about Tron guy. <laughs> No, the lady's hot, but she can't act, which that's the story of half the movies ever made. Has she ever been in anything else? And Grant's the same thing with stupid hot guys in movies, too. What's that? Have she been in anything else? Let's find out. Uh, Her name is Cindy Morgan. Uh, She's She's got a very unique face. uh, She's in this and Caddyshack. That's it? I've never seen Caddyshack. No. I've seen Caddyshack, too. I saw it for the first time in my 20s. She's on Love Boat. Yeah, her last role was in 1994. She was in Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, the TV show. Oh. oh, yeah, no, this is totally, like, this and Caddyshack are the two things she was in. I feel bad. Well, like, like <laughs> she's going to listen to this episode, but 
Yeah, I don't know. She, I, I thought she she's was actually funny. not bad as the as the female computer lead, just as the human character. Her human character still so like. Well, they didn't give the humans anything to do in the I know, movie. I know. Um, so for some reason, Tron needs her or wants her or whatever, and they go off together. Yeah. Which See, is, this wasn't is before, explained. The, the sex hookers are before the sex programs are that before because like. Okay, so this is just on the way there. Okay. Yeah. Which is, I love the idea that like there are sex programs. Which I is that is that, like when he walks past the program hookers, are they pictures like naked JPEGs? Are they? There like, weren't JPEGs back then, man. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What would this they was be? All green are they are, are like someone's text file about like their story about how much they want to bang, like Farrah Fawcett? <sighs> I don't know. It could be beat him anymore. It could be. What's the um Indian Once game? Once again, you're thinking uh, the about Atari it too game. Much. I'm trying to think of any We're... naughty computer stuff in 1982. Um, but yeah, it's pretty racy for a Disney movie to have sexy computer programs, specifically like hooker pro- pro- uh, computer programs. That's a big deal. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Anyway, so what? they uh, so Flynn's driving his giant thing around. And all of a sudden, he, it's like he completely forgets how to drive it. Yeah, it gets... Wor- it just starts getting out of control in his hands, and he starts, like, spinning around and being like... Burr, burr. And I think this was supposed to be comedy relief? No, you're right, because Tron... It's not Tron running in all his computer programs. It's Flynn, because after he crashes, he gets out, and he realizes yeah. in a weird... Yeah. What a shocker. I remember the continuity of this better than you. <laughs> now I've got the screencast in front of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up. I hate your face. So, but eventually uh, he, like, hits ledges, and I... Like, Gets chopped and that chopped is and chopped great and chopped. gag though when like yeah the, the, it's a the great recognizer gag gets cut funny. down to the pilot <laughs> it's not funny but I do like it's a visual yeah they, with the, how they come off come up with an excuse to get him out of the recognizer without him having to like jump three hundred yeah. feet off the top of that thing onto the ground or something yeah so like he that. walks by, past all the weird stuff and eventually yeah. like hides up on top of a ledge as a bunch of the guards and like bad guys walk by yeah. and he does the worst like jumping sneak attack on the last guy <laughs> uh-huh it's it's just oh it's weak. Yeah. He's like jumps down on top of him and he's like, Ugh. yeah, you're not quite sure what he's and doing because he he's changes. just crash landed and he's walking around. And yeah, and he sucks the life force it, out of this touching guy. Touching the guy, he changes to red. He changes to red and the guy derezzes. Yeah. So I guess as a user, he's he's like what got five finger death punch that can suck the soul out of people. Except later he touches. Uh, <sighs> when when. Uh, he restores Tron Razor touches. Face. Well, no, when Tron touches him, he turns back to blue, so he doesn't have to suck somebody hmm. off to Sounds get like his power STD? back. Okay, again, the, like again, there's no thought put into what's happening on what you're seeing on the screen. So eventually, um, uh, the girl and Tron. Uh, does she have a? Does her computer character have a name? Her character? Yeah. Yori, I think. Yori? Yeah. Again, so, I think they, they do mention that, I remember, but I couldn't hear what it is because it's kind well, of awful. He's like, he's like, because I feel like. He's like, Yori, I'm not going to I feel bad calling her the, the, the lady. Female yeah, I know. But in this whatever. movie, that's kind of what she is, though, unfortunately. Yeah, but they yeah. they eventually sneak to see. What is he called? He's called Cupcake Man. Like, they sneak, like, see. They sneak in to see Grandpa from. Grandpa Joe's, but he's turned into the ultimate this... couch potato. I <laughs> lost my shit at the design of this fucking dude. He's got a giant hat on. Oh my gosh! It's like holy fuck! What were they thinking? It's when like they the doorman for the Wizard thing? of Oz gone wrong. Oh, <laughs> he's got a giant hat. He can just see his hands sticking out. Two he's little got holes. like little flippers. I he had to get the work to that day and go. What the fuck what are the you guys fu- doing? He's an old guy. He's like sixty years old, and he's like. Oh my god! 
what the shit, man? They're like, sir, all you need to do is put on this hat Just and gloves. Just put on this fucking... <laughs> 10 gallon hat with no brim also this thing spins around a lot so you're gonna be kind of <laughs> I hope, you're not, I hope you don't get seasick that often because yeah this kind of fucked up I'm sorry oh man so he, he kind of turns into the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the movie for a moment you know where... it's, it, but you know what's nice about this design yeah I know what the header image for this episode's <laughs> gonna be excellent excellent but again yeah this is John Jean Giraud uh, the Mobius guy uh, designing this stuff where like is on it paper look it looks interesting I would fuck. love to see the original costume sketches because this is the kind of stuff this guy would draw. And it's one of those things where it might look okay in a comic book, but in real life, it looks just like fucking silly ass ridiculousness. Yeah. So which... there, Tron is like, hey, yo, I need to talk to my user. He's like, hey, yo, I could get derezzed if I let you do that. Yeah. There's a lot of talk of I could get derezzed, but nobody really gets derezzed just out of the blue. Well, even this guy gets busted. He gets captured by the bad yeah, guys for le- helping there. this guy, and the... he doesn't. He gets thrown in jail for yeah. five minutes, but that's it. But, um, so... Uh, I did make a note about how, again, harping on the backgrounds. Yeah, I love how goofy and not necessarily dra- well-drawn all the, the backgrounds are. It looks like Trapper Keeper art because you start getting into some really... I think this this kind of middle part of the movie where you've got, like, Tron and Flynn, like, sneaking around, like, these ledges and stuff where, like, yeah. things get extra abstract and, like, there's... Well, the, you kind of start losing all sense of perspective and it just becomes like random like tubes and shit and like it really does look like something somebody drew in like 10 minutes yeah so somebody yeah. goes up to Sark and is like hey yo Tron's talking to the old dude and he's like send out the logic probe what the fuck is the logic you probe you never see your logic probe I yeah what okay <laughs> okay I um, think the logic probe was gonna be something that like seeks out the guardian and like tortures him or something like that you never it never happens yeah there's no was, logic probe. I, again, with this movie, you can't tell. And they if, say it so sinisterly. You don't know if it's a deleted scene or if they just, again, there was, like, maybe that was a scene cut, like, in an earlier version of the script that they never caught and filmed. And they're like, oh, we never really did get her. Like, yeah, we kind of cut the logic scene out, but we never even filmed yeah. it. Yeah. So um, the, the bad guys are coming to get them. So Grandpa, uh, Grandpa Silly Hat locks them out with a hat. force field. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,. He's like, go, 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 talk to your user. So Tron does, and he sends his little disc thing he up turns into, into the, the air, yeah. and you hear the voice of basically, quote, you know, God say, "Hey, yo, throw this at the master MCP." So and you I'm win. assuming Alan's at his terminal typing the, in whatever Tron hears, and that's I guess. for some reason that's being voiced to him as like a god light. Yeah, and yeah, so Alan gives him, so so. Tron uploads his data disk to Alan. Alan writes onto that data disk the commands that are needed to destroy the MCP and restore peace and balance to the world of Tron. You say it, it's so dumb. I'm saying, I bought <laughs> no, it in the fiction. I know. It's just <laughs> so dumb. He's like, hey, your magic frisbee <laughs> is now super magic. Go forth in peace, brother. <laughs> Yeah, that's essentially what happens to this computer world. <laughs> this computer world that we're not quite sure is if oh. just like in our computer network or if this is like a worldwide thing yeah. or what. But this is kind of don't think about it too so, hard, everybody. So he comes back from that. Just buy the goddamn Tron action figures. <laughs> like him and the girl like hug, and it's like computers can love each other. I guess they have Again, all, all kinds of Why do of computer programs need titties or birth and hips? Why do computer programs have to be gendered? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? So, they get... Uh, the bad guys come in. I think Sark's with them, right? 
Again, and he's like, "Where are the programs?" Again, like I said, this part. And Grandpa's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he does. He even like, because he's like sitting, he's got a handful of. He's like, "I don't," you know. It's almost like he's trying to do a hand truck and he's like, "I don't know what program you're talking." About. So they. Um, oh God. He's like, "Take him away." And I wanted to see them, like, try to pick up this giant, like, <laughs> Well, they cut away thing. from that because he is, like, yeah. grab him. And you yeah. do see him later. He's just a normal yeah, guy. Yeah, he's just a normal guy. Why is he in this fucking Which stupid costume? I would have loved if they just cut him off. The, uh, cut him off and they I just wanted just that hat to stay on him the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, so uh, then, uh, do you think do you think that like that that costume exists anywhere? Like, someone's bought that for super oh, cheap at like an, have an auction. Disintegrated. Those uh, things that were is made true, out of it, foam and turds. <laughs> Those things were <laughs> not made to last. Made out of fucking marshmallow fluff. Yeah. Oh my so god. So I guess I was a little fuzzy on it, but I. Well, this is where, like I said, the story gets really soft in this whole part yeah. of the movie. Like, so like it, Tron it's... and and the femme fatale, or whatever. I don't fucking know what to call her. But they, like, get on, like, this wind thing. Yeah. This wind ship. And the worst fight scene ever happens. When it's, they like, take old over? dark house fight scene <laughs> levels of quality. Do they have to fight to get on the solar sailor? I don't no, remember that. No, but the bad guys come up and, like, and Tron, like, throws his disc at one. And he's like, <laughs> de-reses. And then he runs forward and knocks two guys off, one okay. of which is Flynn. Uh, or did I say Flynn? Is that Tron Flynn? is because... fighting. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because Flynn's Flynn duped himself. Which, He's why would you have gone guy. like, no, it's me, Flynn? Yeah. Before getting knocked off. And silently hanging there until someone looks over and goes, oh, <laughs> but I oh. Did like I did like that the last guy was like, fuck this, and just jumps off. <laughs> Which, okay, you're, I guess computers can be cowards as well. Maybe if you, you land on your kinds feet, of things you don't, does, like, gravity doesn't work the same, and you don't get degrees unless you're specifically killed by some, I don't know. And once again, there's some terrible music that's happening while all this is going on. Well, this on. is also padded out with lots and lots of shots of the solar sailor just flying through space once yeah. they take over the solar sailor. It's one of those things where, like, I'm sure they just re- they rendered a lot of footage. And because they didn't want to waste any of that super expensive footage to render, they couldn't edit any of this down. So there's lots of just, like, the solar sailor kind of silently flying through the air while you have the music going because I noticed there's a couple scenes that take place on the solar sail- sailor we'll cut back to the solar sailor for no reason and cut back and everyone's still talking again and yeah. it's just like oh my god there's, there's no plot here it's just oh yeah uh so if the master control is so powerful how is all of this happening mm-hmm. right under its nose because if you can control literally everything every character in its program this yeah, is yeah this, this is this is, is his, this world. is it. they're essentially in his brain at this yeah. point essentially if that's but he needs the computer programs he needs to start to keep on feeding him computer programs ah, it's yeah um so eventually they're like hey we need to get on that beam over there but there's something coming right there it's going to hit us we're never going to make it in time. It's, still, it's still eight nanoseconds away or whatever. Clicks. Yeah. And Flynn is like, I'll stick my hand in the beam. Which, Which how does how this going to work? How did, yeah, he does it. And, and Tron even's like, how the fuck did you know that was going to work? And he says something like, energy can be re- redirected or He's, some crap? He, he, well, there's the whole, like, there's, like, the, like, second law thermodynamics or whatever, physics or whatever it says that energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm-hmm. It can only be manipulated yeah. or trans- transformed. So that's kind of, like, what he's getting at. But again, this doesn't make if He's just magically able to lift the ship onto another track, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like how even Tron's like, yeah, this, what you just did, like, what? 
Is, yeah. Again, yeah. the plot, the, the, you can't anticipate what's going to happen because Tron, because Flynn could just rewrite the laws of physics at any time randomly according to what the plot yeah. wants wants to happen. So you can't get emotionally invested because you don't know what the stakes are. You don't know how, don't know how the world works. And like, it's Tron picks him up and takes him back to like the control panel of the ship. And like Flynn goes, "Are we there yet, mommy?" <laughs> like this is the this is the comedy. The uh, quality of comedy in this film. I know. Walk of... Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. This movie's gosh. a thousand miles of bad road. Uh, um, and so, I do like the next plot complication is Sark accidentally crashes his command ship into the solar yeah. system out of the blue for no reason? Uh, well, it wasn't accidental because they, like, open... They never explain. They, like, open up the port to eat the ship, And the basically. ship gets eaten, but it's, in, like, you never see Sark, like, there's... All you know, they're just flying around, and suddenly they get hit by the ship that's looking at... It's like if, like, in the middle of the Empire Strikes Back, the Millennium Falcon's flying around the asteroid field, and suddenly the, the Darth Vader Star Destroyer just bangs into them. <laughs> and, like... And, like, never show, like, if Darth Vader meant to do it, but now yeah. everyone's, like, suddenly, like, now inside the ship, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, that happened. And um, Tron made it off somehow. Yeah. It all, they don't explain that. It because speaks to how, yeah. The next scene is, like, Flynn and her inside, and she's like, and they meet the old man who was being tortured or whatever, for whatever reason, and he's like, where's Tron? And she's like, he's dead well and it's this is one of my notes too it, it speaks to how badly told the story is that the her- heroes are finally captured as the result of a completely unexplained accident yeah yeah and yeah you don't know like for some reason the ship crashing into their ship results in two of the characters being captured but the other one is just con- yeah considered dead for no reason yeah so then and so then Sark comes in and is like you because he thought Flynn was dead yeah and he's he's like is hi it, how's oh, it going Tron gets knocked off and it's Flynn yeah. okay yeah and he's like hi I'm snark 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 snarky snark and and he uh, Sark knows he's a user but he's like you're nothing but a program but he knows he's a user yeah again I don't know if he's like putting up a brave face in front MCP of MCP told other him programs? he was a user makes no. Again, if you're trying to belittle the existence of the users to exalt the mightiness of the MCP, the last thing you want to do is give credence to the delusion that this guy might be a user in front of a bunch of other programs. Granted, he's playing with feet all these programs to the fucking MCP, I guess. Yeah, because they're they're, so who gives they're on shit? the ship driving to the MCP to give him all What's, the that's old what I was programs. Why, does, why doesn't he just derise everyone right the fuck there? Fucking put a bullet in their fucking brain. Yeah, fucking but then I guess he needs to go fucking feed the trash dumpster that is yeah. the fucking MCP, I guess. So, Which is something they only mentioned at the very beginning of the movie and that you have to kind of keep in mind as to why like the things why yeah. this is happening at the end. Uh, so... Sark is like you see Tron climbing around on the outside of the ship. He's not dead. What a twist! Oh. Um, but you see Sark. Sark not see you. Sark tells them, "Hey, yo, we're gonna get out of here, but the ship is gonna crash into into like this protection." Yeah, it's thing, gonna automatically get it's de-rezzed gonna de-rezzed. for some reason. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna leave uh, you. I'm gonna leave some of you on here, but take some of me. With- stuff is obviously like. You gotta make shit in this because they have like garbage piles and stuff. Stuff isn't, it's not finite. Yeah. But so they just want to derez this gigantic fucking ship. Mm-hmm. It's a star destroyer. Yeah, and for some reason, yeah, like just to take out the bad guy or take out the good guy. It's yeah. <laughs> so so Sark leaves with all a butt ton of old dudes we've never seen before along with grandpa do you think yeah, do you think this movie was just kind of like not not even written but just dictated 
to like some kind of secretary while like the the, the writer director was just like on a, on a coke binge like Probably. all in what like all in one afternoon because like I said the logic of this movie is so th- threadbare that you, know you kind of you can't imagine of, this movie went through separate drafts this of movie if it wasn't made by Disney is a um it's a made for TV movie version of a Stephen Stephen King book yeah is that's what this movie is which I love Stephen King it's it's but it's, it's not as bad as Langoliers. But it feels like it's Langoliers. <laughs> Langoliers may have actually worse CGI in it, too. That's the kind of sad <laughs> thing. Oh, man. I remember actually watching Langoliers in an airport back when first on. Which, doesn't that movie take place in an airport? Isn't that the whole point? That, I don't like... remember. I remember watching it and be like, oh. oh but well, anyway. We'll never have to worry about talking about the Langoliers on here. We've both seen it. That's true. Anyway. um, So Tron starts throwing his disc at, like, various things and that thing is fucking super powerful why has he not been using it this entire time yeah you kind of forget it he even has it until he starts whipping it at david warner yeah which yeah david warner suddenly not like now they're fighting like some kind of crack surface which is essentially yeah. replicates the discs of tron game um and while he's doing that like lynn and the girl are trying to escape from the ship and they're like they kiss for no reason mm-hmm. she's like my my boyfriend's dead Oh, but you're here now. It's like, what was the point of the writing of kiss, that? Because you don't get that kiss right there. You don't get any kisses in the whole movie. So you just need something like at some point you got to have no, a kiss. No, she kisses Tron. Does she kiss Tron? Yeah. Wait, didn't When they get she... reunited. Uh, d- <laughs> this movie's stupid. <laughs> yeah, no. Forget, yeah, anyway, anyway, wait, yeah. Um, Are they all just swingers in the real world? Well, they're computer programs. You know, it's not like they're going to get STDs. I uh, guess they could get viruses. So oh, we get a really terrible but, like uh, disc battle between. I thought the disc battle was okay, especially because it it's right, super short. And fucking Tron fucks his shit up. He, that freaked he, yeah, me he, out as he, a kid. He blasts him in the head and Lucky Charms spill everywhere. <laughs> Why? Well, and not even through the head, but the guy, he does properly defend himself. It's not like he fucks up, but yeah. for some reason Tron's, I guess maybe because it's like a super data disc now, because yeah. he's like blast through the, the David Warner's data disc and like chops his head almost in half. Yeah, yeah and Lucky Charms comes out. Uh, he spills Lucky Charms everywhere. And he does kind of like slow motion go, brrr, fall down, go, yeah. And that, yeah, as a kid, that used to, like, that was ghastly to me. So did, I don't, you probably don't know, because I don't think you've watched much of it. The, uh, I just forgot, you you see the MCP here, and it's giant red face. Yeah. And that is actually, like. Was the, that the, at South Park? Yeah, they the, use that. I've seen Like, they use, m- anytime, like, Moses, <laughs> yeah, Moses shows up. Like the, the biblical Moses? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. It's, it's Tron. <laughs> I didn't realize that was what they were going with. Yeah. That. yeah. I, I, I saw like a clip yeah. or two. Where I was like, oh, that's funny. Because it's like, actually for South Park, that's super easy to animate too. Because all you need yeah. is he does a big red face going, what does he, is he like the master control program? Is he just like... I don't, I don't remember. That's fucking hilarious. But, um, yeah, the Master Control Program's face is kind of freaky, too. That used to, yeah, upset me as a kid. So um, so then uh, the Master Control Panel, uh, Flynn jumps into it, into the light stream Into the MCP, it. yeah. And, uh... Again, not knowing... That, the MCP is like, I'm gonna give Sock all my power. Yeah, so you get... So why can't you do shit that? like this the entire time? And which leads to not only David Warner being resurrected, but turning into giant David Warner that just kind of stomps around for yeah, no he's, reason. Yeah, he takes five steps, and then Tron throws the disc into the MCP. And that's it. And yeah, it doesn't done. do anything like that. Yeah. And then they win. And, and, yeah, and again, the lady's Flynn, like, you're alive! And he's like, Flynn hey, thinking he's going to die? And I like, that's no going to be this Because I guess he's not trying to do anything specifically. He's just, just trying to distract the Master MPC. Yeah. 
uh, master MC mix a lot mm-hmm. to keep him from so Tron MCP, can throw. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you know, I'm I, down. I'm down with the MCP. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just trying to distract the MCP, I guess, long enough for Tron to throw the data disc into yeah. his little his little like conical butt. So so she she comes up to Flan and uh, Tron and kisses him deeply on the mouth and says, and Tron's like, "Thanks for the kiss, baby." You taste like Flynn. Does he say that? No. <laughs> no, but I like the fact you believe uh, that. Right before you showed up, I was watching Clerks, and there's a joke in there about the main character's girlfriend having sucked 36, 37 dicks, and the boyfriend, Dante, now he's going to be just tasting all those 36 dicks every time he kisses his girlfriend. So, so you never know. So then, um, Also, the, actually, one of the other creepy moments in this movie, too, is when the MCP dies. Mm-hmm. You get to see, like, essentially there's another old man inside that, just like the fucking Grandpa Biscuits. Yeah. Except it's evil, and he's even, like, a little bit older. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you see yeah, he yeah. kind of fades away. Yeah, he just kind of leads a brief back. Thing. Yeah, he leads back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just turns into a little golem or something yeah, like that. Yeah, into his but, cave. Anyway, as a kid, again, that was kind of thing where I was like, Ugh. Uh, I just thought that was hilarious because it, it looked like yeah. a stupid ass design. Yeah. So then Flynn gets. I up. was seven when this movie came yeah. out. Yeah. Flynn get. No, I can understand that because uh, yeah, Flynn gets sent back to the real world, and a piece of paper gets printed off on his thing, and it's like <laughs> priority one. Flynn made this program. Uh, this guy stole it, and he's it like, is... "I've got proof now. It's this a fucking piece of paper. paper. It's a piece of paper that says, hey, everybody.' And the way it's really just." says, hey, everybody, Space Paranoid's made by Flynn and copied by David Warner. That's kind of almost like what it says. And it's just like, yeah, this is not like... That's not proof, man. Yeah, that's not proof. That's like it's something you typed on a computer and printed out. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is not... This <laughs> again, proof. yeah, you don't... Again, we've lived with an age of, like, computer you verification think, things. You think if he was savvy enough to, like, program a computer game, he could have programmed his name into it like people did on the Atari. I know. It's, I, I, oh, this movie hurts. But and even then, to the end, and, and then, he grabs the piece of paper, and that's the proof he needs. Yeah, and then, I guess no one's going to trust the data. Dillinger like, comes when, back into his office, sits down, and sees the same thing on his computer screen. And it just sits there for a while, and he's like, mm, "Yeah, I'd well, like to think there's a deleted scene where he pulls hmm. a Budweiser and just like shoots himself <laughs> right there." And then we, um, th- then we get the scene yeah, of this the hel- got a tidy wrap up. Yeah, a, a helicopter flying up, and and uh, the real world Tron and the girl come up on it like, "Here comes the." And Flynn gets off and like, see you in an hour. Yeah, does he? Does he even see that much? I can't remember. Yeah, he says he says to the pilot, "Pick me up in an hour." Oh, he's, he's the like, helicopter hey, pilot. Guys. Yeah. The end. The end. Well, it cuts to the last scene of like sunset over a lake that's kind of sped yeah. up to kind of make it look like Tron World. So it's kind of like suggesting the whole world is a what microchip. What a dumb ending. And I always thought that was kind of like neat as a kid. It's like, oh, maybe we are all living in the world of Tron. <laughs> Again, as a seven-year-old, that's kind of like philosophically deep. But if you're not to anybody who's over seven years old, no. you're like, well, that's just the end of the movie. Like, they just kind of ran yeah. out of gas. Yeah. yeah, this is it. Welcome and to like, Tron. Now he's the boss. Yeah. Like even he might what? not even do he might not even be like the right guy for the job. He might not have any experience in oh, the job. I feel position. bad when it finds out he was diddling some of the kids at the arcade. <laughs> yeah, cuz Like uh, okay, he made the game. So this, I guess we have to make really him the is boss. A, it's now. a fever dream of a movie where like there's like little kid fever dream logic and that's it. There's no you can't like get emotionally invested in this movie cuz everything is just so like, well, I guess that happened, that happened, this happened, the end. I was blown away in the credits the ending credit it said music performed by the la orchestra 
Did they give the LA Orchestra all Casios and just had them all just tapping I'm away to at them? I think there's like any kind of like orchestra or orchestral. I don't remember there being any kind of orchestral swells in the music because it all it's all like bee dee bee yeah. Did they did they hire one guy from the LA Orchestra so they could say it was performed by them? Is Flynn listening to orchestra music in his arcade? No, that's like Journey music, right? It's all just fucking bullshit. I did like the in the credits like the Taiwanese like people that yeah all the animators were actually in the correct language. It wasn't English. Was it the characters? Yeah. Like the actual tiny weenies? Oh, so they could actually, so if they watch the movie, they could actually write, read their own names. Yeah. Oh, that's actually interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, never seen maybe that Maybe they before. barely got paid Weird. for their work, but at least they got credited. Yeah. Shit. Okay, that's interesting, actually. I did not Or even... maybe it was so many names, like every little symbol <laughs> was just one I've name. I've never stuck around long enough to read the credits for uh, Tron. And so, yeah, our making of stuff is, um, so Tron was the product of, I don't even want to say Cocaine. this guy's name. God. So, uh, yeah, uh, Tron was the result of a random schmuck named Steven Lisberger, who created the character of Tron for a series of terrible animated rock station TV ads in the 70s, and who then sold Disney on the concept of a Tron movie in the wake of Star Wars. Yeah, after Star Wars, Disney was so desperate for any kind of idea for a big science fiction movie to compete with Star Wars. Or not even compete directly with Star Wars, but they just, like, realized just there was so much money. Just to have something fiction. like that, yeah. I mean, that's how half those movies in the early years were made because everyone was trying to ride the Star Wars train somehow. Is and there... Especially because do... this guy wasn't like a note. He was just like a random animator living in L.A. Yeah. It's not like he was even not, like had ever directed anything Not to before. derail you from it too much no, go ahead. for a second. Are there any other, not even equivalent, but close to equivalent sci-fi movies from the Star Wars era? What do you mean? That like we're trying to cash in on all the Star Wars craze. Like in terms of success or quality or... Either Star or, Wars? Yeah. Because everybody was chasing it, but I, mean, I don't Star feel Trek like came back, it. and it's up to you to decide uh, if you think Star. I don't count that. Yeah, because that was its own thing. Beforehand. Original things. Yeah, you've got like the, like specifically movies I know were only greenlit because of the su- su- uh, success of Star Wars. You have Alien. You have this Dark Crystal. Um, well, Dark Crystal was made partially because uh, uh, George Lucas uh, helped throw in for that, and Labyrinth. Um, no, I think Labyrinth. But I, okay, but I'm trying to think of anything else that like actually that did like, try to cash to in, but ca- actually was to actually get the feel of it, where you've got like characters behaving in that kind of way of stuff. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Because I've seen e- lots of stuff like from, on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, even aside from financial like success, Space I'm trying Mutiny to think of anything. There's a movie called Ice Pirates. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ice Pirates is actually pretty good. It's terrible, which is kind of like a Mad Max thing in space. That's actually more Mad Max than is than it is uh, Star Wars. There's Battle Beyond the Stars, which is Robert Corman's kind of take on Star Wars, but like Magnificent Seven. I guess most giant was most of it ship. like on on TV with like Battlestar Galactica and stuff. Well, like that, that was the most direct one, where the guy who made Battlestar Galactica like actually hired some of the the, the artists from Star Wars to say, "Hey, can you rip off Star Wars for me. I'll yeah. pay you money." And George Lucas sued their asses. Um... But yeah, I can't think of anything. No, no, everyone tried, but no one could really pull it off. I mean, that's why you can't even think of like there being any kind of like Star Wars thing that was nearly as like there was pretty much just Star Wars and everything else. Yeah. And Tron was one of the worst attempts <laughs> by a major studio to like. I mean, this movie was made for what twelve million dollars. That's as much as The Empire Strikes Back cost practically. And you compare Empire Strikes Back I, to Tron, I, and you can see what, how the money was wildly misused in this movie. 
Is At it, least with Empire, you see all them, all that money is on the screen. I don't know if you'll be able to answer this. Is the only reason people like it for nostalgia? Is that the only thing I behind it? I know a couple it? people. Jushin seems to have, have genuine affection for it because he saw it when it first came out and he just likes it. Well, that's what I'm saying. But then but again, he's a, never liked Star Wars. Isn't it? But yeah, no, I don't know anyone under the age of like 30 who genuinely digs Tron. Like I, I enjoyed watching And it. I know a lot of people who but hate it, love it. But it is not good. <laughs> Who will watch it because it's terrible, but I don't know anyone... I know maybe, like, two people genuinely love this movie on its own terms, and it's only because, like, that was, like, one of the first movies they ever saw as a kid. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Because no, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is... Well, and the other thing, too... Ridiculous. So, okay, so Steven Lisberger, yeah, he was the animator, came up with all this stuff. Um, they, 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 Tron threw their money into this because, or not Tron, Disney threw their money into this because this was Disney right in the middle of its dark ages. It yeah. was about 20 years after Walt Disney had died and they were still without any kind of creative leadership. After Walt Disney died, uh, the leadership of the company passed to his daughter's husband? Again, because this was like the mid twentieth century, yeah. Like ownership of a company doesn't go onto like the actual daughter; it goes onto her husband for some reason. Not that he owned it, but in terms of like the creative yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. And so this was a high school. This was a guy who met Disney's daughter when he was like a high school quarterback and had no interest in animation or any kind of creative stuff. But he was suddenly, after Disney died, he wound up eventually rising to become the kind of creative guy in control of Disney for like the late, latter half of the seventies and into the eighties. And one of his, you his imagine. Yeah, one of his first choices was, hey, Star Wars came out. We got to do something. I think he was the guy who said, hey, okay, let's do this in the black hole. These are going to be our two big bets to go after that Star Wars money. I've never black seen hole the black failed. hole. Black hole's fucking terrible. We can do that. I too. know. I, I've heard it's terrible. It's not it's quite so, as art. It's bad, but it's not quite as. I've like, never heard anybody say anything good about black hole. Black hole is just flat out bad and boring. At least it's kind of terminally stupid and boring. Yeah, I laughed a lot. Yeah, you you got you were entertained. Yeah, yeah, you felt something. Black hole is just like two hours of nothing. You're sitting there just dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah this guy named is that the same time as black cauldron when did that black come cauldron out? was 85 oh, okay black hole was like 1980 this is tron's 1982 yeah so yeah so this guy was in charge of uh disney at the time married to disney's daughter his name was ron miller this tron would, would, would perform so badly from then on people would just tease him by calling him tron miller <laughs> <laughs> Which that always cracks me up. Nice. And he eventually, like, yeah, he, he stepped down, and eventually Disney did rise back to power with, like, the Little Mermaid and stuff like that. But it wasn't until he was, he essentially kind of, like, resigned creative you, control of the company. Could you um, imagine getting to run Disney just because you hooked up with some guy's daughter? And that, that shows. That's why Disney was in the weeds for, like, 30 years, because that's... You're replacing Disney with rando teenage quarter high school quarterback. Yeah, that's what happened essentially. I mean, you had Disney's nephew, who uh, what was his name? Larry Disney. Where did the Eisners come from? Eisners? Oh, uh, like the Michael Eisner who was in charge of Michael Eisner was like the he was the studio head at Paramount. And I think maybe when actually it may have been when because I grew up watching him, having him introduce I all the think Disney when, stuff. Ron Miller kind of stepped down. I think he, because I think Ron Miller, after Tron and stuff, he realized he needed to get an actual professional who was actually in charge of, mm. who actually had experience running a company like this. I think he essentially, I think Ron Miller, I think he may, he may even be dead now. I think he was always still one of the head honchos at Disney, but rather making the creative decisions. That's when they hired Michael Eisner, and yeah. Michael Eisner through like he Michael Eisner's leadership he, I mean he's the one who you know like led to like the, the little mermaid and all that he's the one who said you know we should invest back into animation again Tron is a failed experiment black the, the, yeah well, I'm not, I don't know if 
I don't know if the Black Cauldron was on Michael Eisner's watch. That may have been one of the last Rod Miller projects. Yeah. But that's actually a good question, actually. Uh, Michael Eisner. But... Yeah, this was a movie. It was a thing that I saw with my face. Michael Eisner. I laughed a lot. Did see it with your face. And... You know, it was. I don't think I'd laugh as much the second time through if I ever watched it again. I don't think I ever will. Oh yeah, uh, he replaced uh, Walt Disney. He re- replaced uh, Michael Eisner. Replaced uh, Ron Miller in 1984. So he essentially her- inherited the Black Cauldron from Ron Miller. Gotcha. Um, so sorry. Go ahead. Uh, if I ever watch Tron again, it would have to be with somebody else who's never seen it before. Yeah, because that's... then I can laugh with them. But if I watch Ugh. this again, I wouldn't find it funny as funny as the first time around because mm-hmm. I was so baffled by this damn thing and it, i have i'm glad at least you had some entertainment value oh yeah so this was not the worst thing we've ever watched no Which, i was expecting is to that be... still the, the 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 dark wait not the dark castle what's the one the dark house yeah the dark this old yeah the old dark house is that still the worst thing we've seen so far um it's up there boring. we've had 15 episodes what did you what did you do after that i can't remember <laughs> Start writing this stuff down. Um, and yeah, people who want to see examples of Steven Lisberger's other work, just Google him into YouTube. Google him into YouTube, man. Right? I feel like I should have been working on this movie. Just Google him into <laughs> Use a Google search to find YouTube. Um, Especially, you can see the original kind of like he had his own like little animation reel like 30 second long thing uh like there was essentially like the animated ad for his like a little one-man animation studio which involves the katron character he created for all these like animated tv rock station ads that he created for tv in the 70s and yeah it's all like light glowing effects it looks 70s as fuck and you're you'll see how cheaply that stuff is made and like it's funny because the original version of tron from these commercials he's like this super buff bodybuilder guy with like a goatee it's like super heavy metal and it's funny to see like the live action movie version of tron like it's like fucking you know jeff bridges these like little skinny guys and little like little white tights just like throwing frisbees at each other it's not quite as badass as this guy uh, imagined it to be but um let's see uh yeah sid mead uh who designed a lot of the stuff in blade runner he designed Mm -hmm. most of the vehicles in this movie and the (laughs) the computer that rendered the, the 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 effects in this movie uh, it was a computer with two megabytes of RAM and a Ooh. 330 megabyte hard drive. Oh my gosh. And it alone created the 15 minutes of CGI you've seen in that movie. And that's the other thing too, because everyone can, like, everyone remembers Tron as being like this computer generated movie. It's a two hour long movie, maybe 90 minutes, only 15 minutes of CGI footage throughout the whole thing. Yeah. The rest of it is just airbrushes. I, I honestly thought there were going to be a lot more like games that's what i'm saying yeah you think that I was but it's random that shit like gladiator games once they shit, break but... out of the light cycle arena it's just kind of like well here's an extra hour of just and like flan ass acting like goofy for no real reason mm-hmm. like not taking stuff really seriously have you seen starman no maybe you need to get you to watch starman if you're gonna watch like a mid 80s jeff bridges science fiction movie it's got karen um, allen from raiders of lost ark this has not raised my interest to see tron 2 at all I really, I really have. I, I not, know Olivia Wilde's super hot in it. That's but. really the only. It's Olivia Wilde and the soundtrack. Soundtrack is as good as people say yeah. it is. But but the story, they, it's funny because it is a direct con- continuation of this story. It's not like they ignore continuity or try yeah. to reboot everything. It is the villain of Tron Two is Clue Two. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and you get Flynn. Flynn gets sucked in the computer world again and mm-hmm. all kinds of... But it's... I would not got on my... If you did not care for this, do not go out of your way. <laughs> if you see Tron Legacy, like, on cable late at night, go ahead and watch it, but I wouldn't go, like... Yeah, no. Bust your balls to go uh, search it out. Um, I already talked about how much the film was shot in black and white. How much did it... How did it do at the box office? Uh, it cost $17 million to make. Actually, that's more than The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, grossed over $33 million worldwide... But once uh, marketing costs and whatnot were factored in, Disney lost a shitload of money on it. Mm. So, And the last note is uh, Steven Lisberger, flo- uh, he floated around Hollywood for 30 years before receiving a pity producer credit on the Tron Legacy movie. Hmm. He had nothing to do with it. Uh, Disney, they made that sequel of their own volition. Yeah, They just essentially, just, just to win over fan goodwill, they said, oh, well, we'll make him a producer credit i mean he did create the franchise yeah. technically so he was obligated to probably get some kind of credit on that movie but he had nothing creatively to do with that i guess he got a paycheck out of it if he was a producer but eh, then well that's nice i mean i wouldn't say that he shouldn't have yeah if you create something you should and i don't know people... he created something so objectively terrible though yeah you know, but if he people... almost feels like he should be punitive yeah but if people make money off of something you created... i know that's the thing though if disney can make money off of that they he he earns some of that stuff but at the same time yeah. he's like she just she should have done a community service for wasting all this time and money <laughs> it's one of those things where it's yeah and i mean by now disney has made their money back on tron because That's, there are well, so although, many... Even if without the sequel, all the DVDs... So many 40-somethings that love the shit out of this movie for whatever reason. Just the the, the kind of money they they got from, like, Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Probably justified Tron existing. And all the other... That thing's been in so many Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Really? Yeah. Tron? Yeah. Tron? They keep putting it in there. Like, people love <sighs> Tron or some shit when they don't. That is hilarious. But, um, uh, like most things I've seen on here, I've... I'm glad I saw it. I don't regret it, but I won't be revisiting it. Because okay. like I said, it, it won't be funny the no, second it's, time it's, around. No, it's definitely a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. It's, I, I can totally see, yeah. Yeah. Didn't blow my skirt up very much. Well, there's not like a lot enough world building to it to justify going back and seeing it again. It's it's very, it's, it's such a light puff thin thing i do want to build you can't get like lost in that world or it doesn't spark the imagination it's so much just surf all style and, and surface over substance i do want to build a platform and get grandpa's outfit going <laughs> yes just for my own son that would be you know what if for halloween if you're handing out candy if you can get that belt in front of your house and that's the your candy candy distribution yeah. method that's actually pretty great. No one's gonna get it except for like the old fuckers who go, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're the old grandpa from <laughs> from Thrawn. Um Yeah, I can't. I cannot. I can't believe I've never seen that before. Like, do people? Who I was love... actually surprised when you suggested it for the podcast. That's why. No, I was no, 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 like... not the movie. Grandpa's outfit. Oh, Grandpa's outfit. Like, do Tron oh, yeah, fans no. hide that because they don't so. want people to know that? Because if, if that's the thing you ass... showed up anyone you're trying to get involved in Tron in the first time, that's like if you're trying to get someone into S and M and you show them like a picture of like an S and M bondage dungeon gone wrong. You don't do that. You gotta, you gotta, gotta you hand them Fifty Shades of Grey and say, "Here, read this." Yeah, you don't show them the page where she shits herself. You don't show <laughs> you don't show the person's secretary first. Yeah, where she shits herself. Have you seen secretary? I've seen parts. It's she poops herself in a wedding dress. You don't show that first. <laughs> you show the movie in order. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You don't want to. You don't want to um, fuck up the continuity. Not that I have any problems with the, you know secretary. It's fine. Yeah. A lot of women I know love that movie and I'm always kind of surprised. Yeah. Especially because it's fucking what's his face who's like this, the 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 dude in that movie and who wants to shit themselves in a wedding dress over fucking it's fucking Ultron right? Yeah. No. No one wants to shit their wedding dress for Ultron. Well, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's Maggie. Is that good or bad? Your no. face you're making. Uh, no. Really? I think she's okay. She's okay, but she's no. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, what's we're next thinking, week? We're thinking the same thing happens at the end of Tron Legacy too. Yeah. Oh man, fucking Olivia Wilde and like, oh she got brown shit out of leather. The, yeah, she got like like. There's no room for it to go. The anywhere. glowing blue turns brown. <laughs> Beautiful. What are we doing? Yeah. Oh, the, doing now week, now so. it's time for me to talk about what I'm going to be doing next episode. I kind of forgot what we were talking about. I'm going to do the Pirates of Penzance. Which that version how it's would that be? What versions are there? You know more about this than I do. Well, you're going to be watching the Kevin Klein version, which I'm not sure when that came out. That's one with Angela Lansbury? Yes. Oh, hell, if it's got Kevin Klein, I love. Have you ever seen Dave? No. <sighs> Wait. Dave. Sigourney Chunks Weaver. of it. Okay, uh, most Klein. of it. Yeah, it's funny because everyone's go-to Kevin Klein movie is A Fish Called Wanda, and mine's Dave. He should have played Peter Pan and Hook. Is all I'm saying. He was supposed to, but then he got, he got sick. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna do Pirates of Penzance. Maybe I'll we'll watch all of them. How many versions are there? Nah, so I can have a comprehensive. Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like for now, just stick with with the Kevin Klein version and maybe watch the Pirates again. Uh, I guess no one filmed the original version, the original Broadway version. <laughs> Considering that. film didn't exist, probably not. You think someone could have taken notes? Um, yeah. So that would be Gilbert and Sullivan's Pirates of Penzance? Yeah, so uh, assuming, yeah, it would probably be the Kevin Klein version. Hey, going back a little bit, because I was thinking And about how... maybe I might do a side rewatch of the Pirate movie with Christy McNichol, because I <sighs> watched a that a ton movie. as a kid. Um... Going back a little bit, have they parodied Tron in The Simpsons? Not that I think of. In mm. this first six seasons, or the, like the ten seasons I saw? No, not that I'm aware of. They did mm. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. I think the people mm. who, when I was watching, when I was watching The Simpsons, they were old enough to not care about Tron, because they were real people who were adults when yeah. Tron came out. It, and like any sensible adult, like you might make jokes about Raiders of the Lost Ark, because everyone saw Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars. Tron, again, because let's go back to the thing that like, the hey, only real hey, Tron hey, fans are like um, were like little wee babies when that movie came out. Okay, that's I, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> okay. You don't have to explain it that much. Even me, my um, first experience with watching Tron was uh, my parents, like, when they had, like, the free Disney Channel, like, weekends, we taped the shit out. I remember I had a Betamax tape that was Tron and then, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because we would, like, uh, sometimes it got HBO free weekends, so we'd tape, like, you know, movies off of that. Yeah. And so I saw the, was it the last, like, ten seconds of, like, the Tron credits a billion times no it was the last shot because we we cut off the the the, the credits nah. so that's why i wound up seeing the last shot of tron so many times with the sunset because that's why i had to watch in the lead end of raiders of lost ark it's fucking ancient battered betamax tape it was the greatest <laughs> all i have oh man anyway so how you doing well that was tron it certainly was an experience i had a good time yeah. i like that and again now we're at a minute and 37 seconds Wait, an a hour and 30, I can't read time. <laughs> oh my gosh, we've only recorded a minute We're of this We're on Tron time. Again, what I was saying, like, with, this is like on the trying time scale. Like, our entire hour, hour and a half long podcast only took a minute and a half. Yeah, now that we're in a minute and 38 minutes into the podcast, this podcast has officially gone on longer than... We could have just done a flat-out Atron commentary in the time it t- took us to do this. 
It's true. It's true. But yeah, that was I was an amusing <laughs> pile of garbage. <laughs> if you love this movie and took offense to us talking, no offense, talking about it so bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, but you have to realize how bad this movie actually is. It's 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 moldy cum buckets. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's it's an unfortunate thing. But. Okay. but yeah, tune in next time. We'll be talking about it's it's not, pirates life for me. Uh, what song? I don't even know any. What are famous pirates and Penzance songs? You know some pirates and Penzance. Isn't that pirates and Penzance? I don't know what the lyrics are. It's hard to hard to say because it's you doing. <laughs> That's actually the theme from Tron. <laughs> okay. All right. So see if you can find yourself a copy of the Pirates and Penzance. I guess. Uh, so yeah, we should have looked to see how where it's that actually would be a nice thing that we should do is I try think, to figure out ahead of time like well, when I, we're I recording at least when the show is available do. i think it it's, was on netflix for a long ass time the I kevin klein version i've never yeah. seen any kind of oh okay yeah it was um, well you probably weren't seeking out gilbert and sullivan no you'd be surprised i think I i've confused be. netflix enough that like its recommendations don't know what to do for well no anymore. i'm saying you haven't seeked out gilbert and sullivan before yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll wrap this up instead of you guys listening to me googling Netflix <laughs> Pirates of Pirates of Penzance, mm-hmm. um, which I actually am doing anyway. Well, perfect. It's a good ending. It's so good. It's right in Walk with the rest of us. Welcome to our low energy. It's only available on DVD. It's not streaming. Oh, perfect. So uh, BitTorrent it. Well, there you go. You think Gilbert and Sullivan are going to be missing out on their... their Who are we robbing here? Check YouTube on there, too, people. So actually, that's A funny. lot of stuff that we've actually done on here has been... Well, because we're going for such YouTube, obscure stuff. It's like the YouTube. copyright holders really just don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it. Put it like... It's on YouTube. We're not going to persecute them. Yeah. Yeah. You can always... I mean, you can always probably even watch a different version of Pirates of Byzantium. Could you not just get, like, the it's music book and, and, like, sing it to yourself? Yes, you could, but you're gonna know. Anyhow, that was Tron. Vitamin, mineral, it was a thing. Vitamin, miserable. <laughs> what song is that? Is that not Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it's definitely not Pirates. Yeah, that's uh, Captain Jack. I'm gonna get confused. Here. I'm gonna come back and like, I know Keira Knightley was in this. I'm the very most general information vegetable animal and mineral. Yeah, Johnny Depp totally sung that song in Pirates. Oh, man. Dylan and I, we watched The Fifth Element yesterday because she listened to our episode about yeah. The Fifth Element. And she was raving about how well, how good your Ruby Rod was. Mm. And that got us actually just, we just decided to rewatch The Fifth Element again. Oh, yeah, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it that much. She was like amazed at how good your Ruby Rod was. <laughs> she would not, yeah, it was very cute. That's good. Anyway, so. So, until next time. Hot, hot, hot. Keep feeling the <laughs> Oh, your groovy rise. Keep filling them holes with your pop culture. Okay, take care, guys. Bye. Bye.